Welcome to the World of Wishes podcast. I'm Make-A-Wish Southern Florida's Chief Operating Officer, Richard Kelly, your host for today's episode. And I'm happy to report that we've been extremely active granting wishes. In the past four months, we've sent more than 70 kids and their families to Walt Disney World. And among the other wishes we granted were for eight-year-old Barbie to go to New York City to meet the cast of MJ the Musical and seven-year-old Carter to meet the Kansas City Chiefs. Thank you to the donors, sponsors, volunteers, and supporters for making all of our children's wishes come true. And now on to today's episode and our special guest, former Wish Kid Cynthia Lau. Cynthia's wish was granted in 2009, and she describes what her life was like at the time dealing with cancer as a teenager, and how her wish gave her confidence and gave her her smile back. I'm excited today to have Cynthia Lau. I've known Cynthia for, gosh, it's probably 12, 13 years now. Um, since she had her wish and uh, um, just a bright ray of sunshine and always have been and uh, excited to hear uh, to tell everybody actually about your wish experience and and you know kind of your journey and where you are today so welcome Cynthia. Thank you for having me I'm so excited to be here I've been with Make-A-Wish since I was 13 I'm 26 now so I feel like Make-A-Wish is an extended family and and you know I'll feel like I'll be like 90 and hopefully you know, I'll still be around. Well, you're a great part of our family. So let's talk about, uh, let's talk about your, you know, your uh, preteen and teen life. You know, yeah. you're a regular teenage girl or preteen and you get this diagnosis. And, you know, so tell me about what happened, you know, what was going on in your life at the time? So from a very young age, I was in the arts. I, I was in acting. Um, I was in theater. Um, dance was a huge part of my life still is to this day thankfully but at 13 years old I got a cancer diagnosis so that kind of shifted my life and I had to stop um, going to school for an entire year my life kind of stopped I always say it took a pause you know and you don't get to rewind you just kind of gotta go forward and hit play and and battle it out but it was it was a hard time but it was also a blessing in disguise because to this day I have met so many incredible people uh, make a wish being one of them so um, you guys changed my life so what is that what is that like when you're 13 and you know I don't know what treatment was like for you but you're going through treatment you're confused you know as you as you told us that you know you're a you're in many ways you're aware mm-hmm. of what's going on but you're not really because you're just 13 years old so what was what was life like at that time? So I always say I was in this weird stage of being a teen, like of being a preteen, just becoming a teenager, and then you get this diagnosis, and you're in this age where you really understand what doctors say, you you understand what cancer is, but you really don't understand the process or you know the level of preparation and of discipline you're gonna have to have in order to go through all your treatments, the strength you're going to need to find. Nobody prepares you for those moments, you know. Even your parents don't know what what's going to happen. So it's you're kind of in the state of limbo, and, and you really only have one choice. And that choice is, you know what, this is my new life, and I have to fight it. And I choose to live, so I'm going to live, and, and that's what I did. And then make wish comes into your life, and you know yeah. that's a that's a spark that we'll get to in a, um, in a few minutes. But um, so what was that like? You know, make wish comes into your life and says <laughs> you can have anything you want, anything in the world, 
and you know, and then I didn't believe you at first. <laughs> <laughs> and these these two wonderful volunteers come into your life, yeah. and you're still friends with today, and and they they say anything you want. And so, what is that like for a 13 year old? Well, you know, my little 13 year old self, I was very sassy at 13. I'd like to think I've I'm you know more <laughs> more calm now, but at 13 I was very sassy. So my first uh, my first look was okay, this is a prank, <laughs> this is not real, I'm flattered. <laughs> but yeah, when I looked at my mom and she was like, nope, this is real, this is real, Cynthia. I was like, oh, okay. I was very excited because for me, I always say I kind of knew what I wanted. So it was really exciting for me to get that opportunity to be like, okay, now Cynthia finally gets to experience something that she wants to when the past two years were dictated by medical doctors by my parents now I felt like I could finally decide for myself something and and that felt great you know it felt great to have control of something so when Makeover said that at first I didn't believe it and then you know we started playing games my wish granters made me feel part like I was, you know, like a ch- like their child or their niece and or even their little sister, and I, I was at peace. I was at peace. I was happy. I, even if I knew what I wanted, I still went through the whole motion of, you know, deciding, and being sure that that's what I wanted. But it, my wish, I always knew that that's what I wanted to, to have and to get to experience. So, you know, that is life changing. So you have these. You have these dark days or these down days, and then you have these up days that yes. you get to pick your wish. Yes. And so, w- was you know, I know what your ultimate wish was, but uh, <laughs> you know so it. I know it. So, <laughs> yeah. but uh, did you did you get through other potential wishes before you got to your wish, or how how did that so, work? So, I did it. Yes. Okay. So they it took me to to the whole process of I wish to have. You know, I wish to go. Um, but I knew from the start. I told them I was like. I want to meet, you know. I'm not going to say it yet until we get there. Okay. But um, I knew I wanted to meet the someone special. And, you know, uh, out of courtesy and, and just because I wanted to go the whole through the whole experience, I did it. And and I think I put on I Wish to Go, I think I put Paris and I put um, Hawaii um, were two of my choices. And I Wish to Have, I think it was like I put a laptop. Just because I didn't, you know, like, I knew what I wanted, so I was like, okay, can we just get to the part of, like, I, I really, really, this is what sets my soul on fire type of thing. And I really wanted to share it with them. And once we got to, I wish to meet, I was like, I want to meet Rachel McAdams. Like, I knew it. So I had been watching The Notebook, and I was obsessed with The Notebook. Um, it became my obsession and it's funny because and I think I've said this in countless interviews with Make-A-Wish and, and in other interviews I've done in the past and they ask me and they're like and, and your mom allowed you to watch that? and I say yeah, yeah, yeah she had to, you know at that time my mom was you know just wanted to see her daughter happy so anything I asked for she was like okay Cynthia so um, Rachel was a huge part of my life throughout my cancer diagnosis and she, I don't know, being somebody who, who always grew up in, in the arts, I felt like I can relate to her in the notebook. I, I can relate to her character, Ali, her innocence, you know? And, and that to me, I don't know, it, sh- it shined a light into my wish. And, and I was so grateful 
that moment that I was able to say that and that I knew. Um, and you don't have to know. That's the magic of wish. You don't have to know because it's unexpected. But if you do know, it's such a, I, I don't even have the words to say, but it, it's such an indescribable and amazing feeling. And you're just thankful and grateful. So you pick your wish. I pick my wish. You pick your wish <laughs> and we say, hey, you know, we're going to yeah. grant your wish. And it took a little, it took a little time as a lot of celebrity wishes do to yeah. uh, sync up schedules and everything. Um, so let's talk about your wish experience. Um, <laughs> did it include a limo? Did it include, you know, where did you go for, where did you go for the wish and what was that like? So I flew to New York City. So after I said, hey, this is my wish, this is final, my, you know, the Make-A-Wish team got to work and for me time flew. I don't know, you guys did a great job in informing me throughout the whole process, this is what's going on, this is what we're doing and I think, you know, holding on to that, it's going to happen. I, I, I didn't mind that it would take a year or that it would take months or that it would take two years. I held on to this kind of like, you know, moment so deep because it was going to be so life changing for me. And and I was OK with that. I was OK with that because I knew that that when it got there, it was going to be worth it. So the whole process was honestly extremely worth it to me. So I flew to New York City. Megawish calls me and they're like, OK, here are the plans. You're going to be Rachel McAdams. They surprised me. And I cried, I jumped, I don't think I slept for days. And that's all I could stop talking about <laughs> for days on days on end, up until the limo arrives and picks me up, picks my parents and I up. We take a limo to the airport. We get on the plane, you know, a pilot says, we have a wish kid on board. Her name is Cynthia Lau, and she's gonna get to meet Rachel McAdams. Everybody in the plane collapsed. So it, from the moment they pick you up at the house to the moment we get to our hotel in New York City, it was a phenomenal experience. And then it just gets even better and, and better and better. And, and little, you know, 13-year-old me is experiencing a celebrity lifestyle. So I felt so grateful. And, and knowing that, you know, acting is something that I loved from such a young age, it was even sweeter because this was my role model. This was the person I was going to meet. And, and I was getting to experience that feeling of what it was like. So I got to meet Rachel for at Max Brenner's coffee shop. I think they closed. I don't think they're open anymore. But we had chocolate pizza. We had hot chocolate. We got to sit down for three hours. And it was just end on end. And I have pictures on my phone, actually, that I'm going to show you after. Um, I found them the other day, which is incredible. Um, and then I find out I'm also going to the movie premiere of Sherlock Holmes, which was the movie she had just finished shooting at the time. So I, I get to go to the movie premiere of Sherlock Holmes. Next to me is sitting Rachel, and then my parents. Next to her is Robert Downey Jr., Jude Law. In front of me is Guy Ritchie. Mind you, this is a, a little girl who loves acting and has been acting since she was little. This is a life-changing experience. You don't know what to say. You don't know what to do. You don't know how to act. But um, you adapt and, and you just enjoy it. And then after that, I get to go to the after party. So I don't know how much better it can get. What an incredible, <laughs> what an incredible whirlwind. And then, you know, on yeah. top of it, you got a New York experience. So yeah. there was other things that you did in New York, not just a fly in, fly out kind of a no, thing. No, we got to go to the Statue of Liberty. We saw the Empire State. We got to watch a Broadway show. 
Um, it was a pretty packed week for me. Uh, it wasn't. I was in New York for an entire week, and and that's a long time. That is a very long time. That's a vacation in itself. So, I I always say that every wish has their one magical moment. But I always feel so lucky with mine because I don't know what it was. Um, I just felt touched in so many ways. Um, I have a big faith. So I've, I never felt healthier, safer, and happier. And it's, it was the best journey that I have gone through. And it shaped me. I, it honestly taught me to be thankful that, you know, sometimes through every, you can always have obstacles. And, and I got dealt a really tough hand, definitely. You know, I beat cancer twice. So to this day when I say it, people are like, whoa. Um, so when I say that, you know, um, even after my wish, I had to go through the experience again, but you only get one wish, but that's still meant enough for me. So I always say that you have those moments where it's like, you're really down, but eventually you're going to get something great. And I think that's what Make-A-Wish offers. It offers you that great journey. And for those days, you're not sick. You're not, you're a kid. You're a kid being a kid and enjoying what a kid wants to enjoy. You got to experience uh, New York with your parents. I did. And that's important to you because they're a support system. They were a support system for you. Can you talk about experiencing that whole that whole thing with your parents? It's, you know, yeah. how neat that is. My parents are my best friends. I've always had a great relationship with them. Um, they're truly my best friends. And during that time when, you know, I was so sick, they were the pillars. They were the ones around me 24-7. Um, and then if they needed a little break, it was my grandma or my aunt. I come from a very big, loud Latin family, you know. I'm Latina at heart. I, I love my roots, and, and the hospital was always packed with people. But my parents were by my side 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days. And, and that's hard for them to see. I sometimes think for a parent it's harder than the child itself, like, you know. Like, you're one, um, you're everything is going through this. So my parents became my best friends. And our relationship after that was even more, uh, it was life-changing It's in, in all aspects, you know. So for me, I, I just feel so grateful and blessed. And I think to this day, no matter what hardship I go through, I keep at the forefront that that there's always something that you you know that happens not everything is so dark there is some bright light even if it's dim there is bright light do you get emotional thinking about that period in your life you know and these you have lows and highs and yeah you know and and you know and you're 13 i mean yeah i think anyone gets emotional i think it's 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 hard to process and it's more so because it's it's still existent and it's not just you going through it and it could happen to anyone you know um so i think specifically me with cancer i always say my relationship with cancer um it's an interesting one because i after i was diagnosed and then i beat it and then i was diagnosed again and then i beat it again i lost friends to cancer i lost family members to cancer so in my case, which I'm sure people can relate to, um, I, cancer has been present in my life 
ever since I was 13. It's never left. It's never left. So as sad as that sound, and for a lot of people, you know, they'd be like, okay, that is very unlucky and that is very, yeah, and it's hard, but, you know, there, I've also accomplished so much and I've learned to live with the good and live in my positivity versus focus on what I don't have or focus on on those sad moments. And I think when you're giving an experience like that, your whole outlook and life changes. Well, you're spending this entire podcast smiling, so I know yeah. that this <laughs> must have been a, you know, must be a, a positive source yeah. of life for you. You it know, is. the whole the whole wish experience, and you're not letting cancer define you. No, uh, and it shouldn't. Yeah, but your definition is no illness should define a kid, right? A human, nobody, nobody is defined by their illness. Uh, and you've decided to give back to us. You know, Always. you're you're a public speaker for us. You're in part of our wish society, our women's our women's group and uh, you've done so much uh, to give back to us and clearly this means a lot to you um, make wish means a lot to you yeah. why do, why is that why does it mean so much to you you know to an outsider might say well you got a wish you know you go into new york and you got to meet rachel mcadams and that was great and everything but it's just it's a it's a finite period of time but clearly this means a lot to you you're still here you know yeah. uh, a decade and a half later and why does it mean so much to you I don't know. Make-A-Wish touched me in in such an amazing way. And I think it touches everyone in a special way because everyone just keeps coming back. Um, it's like that good chocolate bar that you just can't let go of. And for me specifically, from the moment Make-A-Wish knocked on my door and that I met them, I felt like family. They made me part of their family until this day I am. And they never said oh, that sick kid. They never saw me as a sick kid. They saw me as a regular kid with dreams, with hopes, with ambition, and they wanted to see me succeed. They wanted, you know, to see me um, accomplish everything and and grow, and they wanted to see me go to college. They wanted to see me graduate. They wanted to see me one day get married, you know, and do all the things that a kid should get to do. So from that moment on, that's something that's indescribable. That is such an amazing feeling because for the majority of your time when you're, you know, when you have either a lifelong illness or with cancer specifically, it does become a part of you in a way. And and it's always there because it can always come back. And it's such a scary feeling. So you don't want to be looked at just a sick person, a sick kid. Um you want to be known for who you are and still be remembered for like, hey, I'm that girl that can dance. I'm that girl that did that used to do, you know, three, four theater shows back to back before I was sick, you know. And Make-A-Wish never, never, never treated me any differently. And I always appreciated that. And I think that's a huge gift. Because when you're surrounded by your medical team practically every day, your life becomes that, you know. And, and I think being taken away from that and just being treated for you, for Cynthia, for, for what you love, um, it's a blessing. And you don't know it until you've been through it. What did that, what is this process, this Make-A-Wish process taught you? Make-A-Wish gave me a reason to smile. And it taught me that there is a light 
after you know the darkness that consumes you for consumes your body physically and it can consume you mentally um i think something that i learned a lot through make a wish and call it that i was in that preteen teenage stage for me physically it was a challenge a hundred percent and anybody with chemo will tell you that but mentally is an even bigger challenge and for me having moments like that and especially with Make-A-Wish, with my journey with Make-A-Wish specifically, and I can't speak for anybody else's journey, but I will speak for my own every single day of my life. And my own journey with Make-A-Wish was that I'm Cynthia, and I'm so much more than cancer, you know? Like, I was able to set myself apart from that girl who has cancer. And to this day, I see myself in that light. So... Um, I think I gained my confidence again. Um, so yeah, I think that's the most powerful thing anybody can be given. It's amazing. So you're a very successful person now. You have a <laughs> lot of interests. I uh, do. So tell us what you're doing with your life now. So, um, we all know I love the arts as I've made it clear. Um, they're so very present in my life. I still act, um, but currently, um, two years ago, I finished my master's in business. Um, originally, I wanted to go to medical school, and I got in. But um, life took a different turn, and I decided that I wanted to be in business. I wanted to take this entrepreneurial path. So um, right now, I'm the head of business development for the South Florida region for an executive search firm that focuses in fintech, in the fintech industry. I love it. And... A year ago, I decided to launch, not launched yet, but start, you know, the research for my own company and fashion that I loved. So I'm in the process right now of testing still. I have a phenomenal team based in Portugal and London. And hopefully, if all goes well, I'll be launching summer of next year. We thank our special guest, Cynthia Lau, and thank you for listening to a World of Wishes podcast produced by Make-A-Wish Southern Florida. Please help support this podcast by rating, reviewing, and subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. You can also listen to our archive shows at worldofwishespodcast.org. To learn more about making wishes come true, visit us at wish.org slash SFLA.